0: hey guys welcome back to caffeine and crime i know i'm late (laughs) happy wednesday though um the only thing i really can say is that it's been one hell of a week already uh, but i do apologize and i hope you guys understand that we are jumping into this a day late but I'm gonna turn around and get this up for you guys today. Uh, But I can also say the main reason this is late is because I really wanted you guys to have a sneak peek into season four, which I've already have said that it's spooky season. So since spooky season is coming, I wanted to have a sneak peek because As you guys know, tomorrow is October 1st, so we're going to be getting into Halloween time, and my first episode of Spooky Season will not be up until next Tuesday on the 6th, but it will be up. I've already been working on it. (laughs) but this episode I wanted to record once I had my sneak peek ready for you guys and now that I have it ready you guys will be able to hear it a little bit later on in this episode but first we've got to wrap up season three as you guys know every episode I do have my lovely lovely sponsor anchor who I appreciate so much because it really does help me keep these podcasts going With that being said, it has been brought to my attention from a few different places of new sponsorships that I have decided to decline because 2020 has been heavy enough. I feel like at this point, we all know we need to vote. We need to use our voices. We need to get out there. We need to be heard. It has been a very, very hard year, hard four years. Um, so Please get out, vote, use your voices. No sponsorship is needed here for me to be able to say that to you guys. I just hope you guys know that you do have a voice. You can be heard. But I don't want to bombard you guys with the whole voting thing because you guys are probably here to not listen to politics. (laughs) I wanted to put it out there because even though I'm not going to record it and put it in every single episode for you guys to listen to over and over again, I did want to state it here in this wrap-up episode. I'm not going to talk about politics, but I just wanted to mention it because more than anything, I want you to know that you do have a voice, you can be heard, you don't have to have the mindset that my vote doesn't matter because every single vote matters. Thank you guys for sticking along with me for another whole season it's crazy i cannot believe we are through season three it has been a whirlwind year um what a year to start a true crime podcast eh (laughs) Uh, but if you don't know the drill on my wrap-up episodes these are super casual chill guys i'm just relaxing drinking my coffee and we're gonna go over season three we're gonna talk about the cases um, what I may have missed, what I have put on the blog, that type of ordeal, just to tie up any loose ends. So episode one was the tragic case of Vanessa Gian, Still such a hard one. I don't know if you guys have heard about all of the um, cases that are continuing to go on at Fort Hood uh, military base in Texas. Uh, it's one of the biggest military bases. I don't fucking care. There is so much sad, tragic things happening at that base. People being killed, people being sexually assaulted, and just falling victim, and then not having any type of justice being served. It is downright disgusting. I, I hate it so much. Um, I haven't looked much more into Vanessa Guillen's case after I did this episode. I do have the petitions to sign if you guys uh, would like to get back on here. I'm going to have my season wrap up blog up today as well and that's going to be a really easy blog for you guys to go to. It's linked right in the description box of this uh, episode and if you click on that it's It'll take you to the wrap-up blog, which will have every blog of the season linked. So it's a lot easier for you guys to go through, and you can easily find each episode's blog. But in Vanessa Guillen's blog, there is a petitions to sign for justice for Vanessa Guillen, and then also the termination of Betsy. Let's just all pray and, and hope with everything in us that that lady was fired. You can also check out any of these episodes that are mentioned. There may be some spoilers, so you may want to check out the episodes before you listen to this one, too. The only thing on Vanessa's case that I have seen since has been an ABC News article talking about how they believe that the allegations pertaining to the shower incident may have been a misunderstanding with a completely separate soldier other than Robinson, the man who killed Vanessa. They also explained that during field exercises, soldiers would use baby wipes to clean themselves and refer to it as a hygiene shower. She was, and this was actually what I guess one of the people in charge at the base said, she was actually behind a bush and she was conducting field sanitation. Her Plantoon sergeant may have walked by and heard some noise. He called out and said, is there someone there? She identified herself and he said, what are you doing? She said, I'm conducting personal hygiene and that was the encounter. In our criminal investigation, we found no evidence of sexual harassment between Vanessa and Robinson that was ruled out very early. It does not matter if she's going home and she's telling family, letting it slip he obviously had something against her. I don't care what the case is. And this isn't the, even the only case that has been brought to our attention about this military base and about all of these accusations. So, no. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to take his word for it. Also, uh, the Cecily... Ce- wasn't that her name? Cecily. Um, on July 14th, She was the, like, girlfriend that helped Robinson uh, destroy the evidence and also help dispose of the body. She pleaded not guilty and is scheduled to begin her trial September 28th, which literally is just now happening. Her close friend said she still can't believe the horrific crimes that she is being accused of. She was denied bond, and she, quote, Unquote said, There's no way. I just can't see my best friend doing that to another human. You know she has a heart. She's kind to people, and she has a very weak stomach, especially. And for them to say what she was doing and had done, I just couldn't believe it. She said that her friend moved in with Aaron Robinson, the killer, for a short time. Um, and then Vanessa died in April, and then a month later her best friend is in prison. Apparently, Cecily And her husband, Keon, because if you remember, she was married, uh, were together, and they actually moved Aaron Robinson in with them in December of 2019. How shitty is that? She moved this guy in. I think he actually moved him in. Um, but her friend said that she came over and that was the first time she met him in December And it, she said it was the first time I had heard of Aaron moving in with her and Keon. She said this is Keon's friend. They are in the army together Yeah, and then soon after she's no longer with her husband and she's with this guy Apparently they were having a rough time with their marriage and according to her friend who suggested that they may that may have contributed to the decision to begin a relationship Uh, With Aaron, she told me that when she moved out of Keon's house that Aaron had come came with her and that they were dating Also added. I think what happened was that Aaron was a friend for her He was someone she could lean on and when asked why she might have helped dispose of Vanessa's body as Alleged by authorities. She said I think she was scared The only way I can see her doing something like this is for fear of her life She said that When Cecilia was 12 years old, she entered the foster care system. Four years later, she was living on her own in a park in Jackson, Michigan. She said foster care for her was rough. She hated it. She just wanted to run away. She said that she always stuck to herself. She was quiet. Nine days after... They allegedly disposed of Vanessa's body. She posted a photo on Instagram with the caption, I will not have you without the darkness that hides within you. I will not let you have me without the madness that makes me. If our demons cannot dance, neither can we. Hmm. Classy. On June 26th, four days after her arrest, her friend said that she tried calling her. She quoted, she tried calling. Phone calling me. I missed it and I told her I couldn't talk to her right now. I never ended up calling her. I don't know what that phone call could have been. Yaddy, yaddy, Um. Okay, regardless, I don't care if you're scared for your life. If you're scared for your life and you have to, even if that was the case and she had to go through with it, then you go to the police and you tell them what has just went down. I, But even then, like, there's no way in hell I'd be like, no, you're going to have to take me out too. No. mm uh, Let me know how you guys are feeling on that. That's the only updates I've really seen on it. So I don't know if she has been charged. I actually just looked it up. She was charged with one count of conspiracy to tamper with evidence after she told authorities her husband... Erin Robinson 20 asked her to help dispose of her body. Vanessa's body. Okay, but Erin wasn't her husband. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else. It just says that her uh, trial is starting on September 28th. And I'm not seeing any updated things. So who knows? We're probably going to get some more updates from this case. I also apologize if you guys can hear my dog snoring in the background. It's pretty cute though. Uh, Alyssa Turney we actually have some news they have reopened her case I don't want to say too much because I do really feel like this is Sarah's story you guys should definitely check her out on Instagram um I believe her Instagram is justice for Alyssa and it's just so awesome I had just done her case and it was probably like a week later I mean a week to a month later and it was literally like breaking news you know, the cops are reopening this. They're charging her dad with the death of Alyssa. So you guys need to look more into it. I think it's pretty awesome. I feel like Alyssa's finally going to get some justice. I don't know if this is going to be going into a trial. I'm assuming so because I'm sure he's still like denying everything. But is that not just incredible at this point? I mean, it's so sad It's very bittersweet because it's like, this should have happened a really long time ago, but at the same time, it's like you want to jump for joy because Sarah has worked so, so, so hard. She has never given up on justice for her sister, and she deserved this so much, and so does Alyssa. It's such a tragedy, and I just love to see that something is finally getting done. It's so late, but I guess the only good thing to say from it is better late than absolutely never. Hopefully we have some people that are actually working on the case now that are going to get the shit done. The Florida fishing trip massacre. I personally have not seen any updates. Please let me know if you have. Um, From what I do know, this is a very, very current uh, case, so I don't think we're really going to have a lot more information for the time being. They're, that we know of, the three suspects are um, in custody, but I don't know any further information on it. On my blog, I do have info I found right after recording this episode. Tony T.J. Wiggins was charged with tampering with Physical evidence and three counts of first degree murder, no bond. Mary Whitmore, she got three counts of accessory after the fact of capital murder. Bond was set at $15,000 for each count. Um, Robert Wiggins, tampering with physical evidence, $1,000 bond, three counts of accessory after the fact of a capital felony. Bond set at $15,000 for each count. All funeral expenses were covered by the outpouring of locals and others, and that is so amazing. Again, if you're confused about anything that I say in this episode, there's episodes related to all of these, and you can check them out for the full story and come back here for the end rezo- result of what I have found since. Um then we have Kaylee Anthony part one and part two, and as you guys know, we don't really have any updates on those whatsoever. I am going to check my blog post to make sure I didn't forget anything, but I believe everything is pretty much out there in the open with Kaylee's case. I think it's closed at this point, unfortunately. But I do have links and pictures and all of that type of ordeal there if you want to check them out on those two blogs. I think I already mentioned it in the actual episodes of Kaylee Anthony um, that Casey, there may be like a Lifetime movie um man that's it's gonna be crazy if there is i mean we've already seen how our parents feel about it so man oh there's actually three parts i completely forgot this one was super long thank you guys so much for bearing with me through it um it was a very, very long one. I believe all three parts are like an hour long each, so if you want some good true crime to binge, <laughs> there's three hours worth right there, but let me tell you, it is a hard one to get through. Kelsey Barreth. There is an update that I have on the blog. Um, February 2020, a note was released from Patrick, and it said, let me start by telling you I did not kill Kelsey. He said in the letter, I want my daughter to know the truth. Most of of all, I want my daughter to know I did not kill her mother. He argued in the letter that the unknown male DNA was found in the sink in Kelsey's bathroom, despite investigators telling reporters that all DNA was identified. He also argued his attorneys did not even try to present a defense and told him not to speak to the media. So, um... I feel like it's still pretty spot on with everything that, I mean, that case is just wild, and I feel like with Crystal Lee coming forward and explaining everything and how sick and twisted she is to begin with, but um, she did come forward and she did tell the truth, she walked them through the home, the crime scene, I I don't see this not, I think this Patrick guy is fucking crazy, and I... You know, I kind of have to say allegedly, but really deep down in my soul, I feel that this guy is the person who did this. Um, It's such a sad case, though, and so awful. But yes, to this day, he is still saying he did not commit the murder. All right, and then we have a two-parter of the Vallow Daybell, and... Man, what a couple of episodes. What are you guys even thinking? I feel like usually I get some outreach from these episodes, but this one, I don't know if people are just like so over. Um, You guys like swamped my podcast when they came out, so I knew you guys were excited for them, but I, I don't know. Are they just so heavy and crazy that you just have to let your mind think for a while and kind of digest everything because that's kind of how i feel too i was thinking that's why there was like some crickets (laughs) but thank you guys for all the love and support of this season it has grown so much and is insane and i've seen a huge spike in my audience and my views and i really appreciate it if you're new i'm so happy that you're here Uh, The last case I talked about last week was Joseph Oberhansley, and we have no new updates um, as of right now on that because literally when I recorded that was right after his trial where he was found guilty, so um, we kind of tied up all the loose ends on that one as well, and that is it for season three. Like, man. Again, I really do appreciate you guys so much. The views, the listens, everything else, it means so much to me. And um, just knowing that you guys are coming back episode after episode means so much because I do put a whole lot, a lot of time and effort into these. And again, some people have asked how they can help support in any way, and there is a way. I do have another link in the description of this episode where you can donate there and It means the world to me. Every single one of you guys that do that, you don't have to. The views and just coming back and supporting mean so much to me. You can also follow me on Instagram because I love to connect with you guys there. It's at Caffeine Crime Podcast. And... I always post content there when episodes go up, and I'm going to try to get a little fun with my layout for spooky season, so be on the lookout for that because it's coming. I'm going to be posting teasers and like the whole teaser video and stuff like that. You guys are about to hear the audio here first, um, but I should be posting the actual video footage of that audio to my Instagram tomorrow. So be on the lookout if you guys want to see, uh, my face (laughs) and also, um, the little video I put together for the teaser for spooky season. I'm super excited. And, um, there's also going to be a giveaway at the beginning of this season. So stay tuned for that. I will be announcing it next week in the first episode of spooky season and i am just so freaking excited so i'm not gonna say much more i want you guys to hear the sneak peek teaser and kind of get the idea of what season four spooky season my first ever one is going to bring so go ahead and have a listen it is a spooky season Starting October 6th, I'm going to be bringing you guys spooky season here on Caffeine and Crime. My favorite content yet. Come play with daddy. It's going to get real spooky as I talk about famous haunted places, a wide variety of haunted places, but not really the places themselves, but what happened at those places that make them so spooky. It shows her as a tragic lonely old woman. And did I mention, Spooky Season is not just for October. Spooky Season is going to go into December as well. Season 4 is still going to be a full season. So be prepared for 10 Spooky Places with 10 full episodes on those places. Every Tuesday, a podcast goes live. I hope you join in. Again, so freaking excited. I cannot wait for you guys to hear, but I'm going to... Leave that here. Let's wrap up season three. Thank you guys so much for the love and support. And I'll see you next week for season four spooky season.